Yeah, I'm pushing us over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here uh, on WCRN AM 830. Uh, if you want to find all the pertinent information that we, we talk about today, go to juliosliquors.com. And uh, I have back back from a uh, sabbaticals. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Randall, you know, some, Randall uh, Bird. Family stuff and uh, just... Uh, I hope everything worked out okay. Yeah, it is. But, all you right. know, let me tell you this. It's great to be back. <laughs> That's that's you what know, you, that's well, what you took out of the whole comments, trip. I think we have to get right into our very first topic, which is of the utmost importance. Yeah, you want to do the drink, drink of, the, of show? the show? All right. All right, the drink of the show, if you notice, it's in a uh, small uh, vial here today. That's a four-ounce uh, dram sample bottle. I, well, I didn't want to get too technical for everybody here. Well, let me pour it into you. In, in, you want to yep. tell them what, what about New England? It's no one's business? No, it's nobody's business in New England what's in your coffee mug. But we're happy to tell you that today it is... It's Tumbling Dice, uh, straight rye whiskey. This is uh, 118.2 proof. Uh, it's a seven-year-old. It was barreled on, uh, barreled on 9-17-2015. And uh, this is going to be, it's not here yet. You're trying a, the pure barrel sample. Uh, John, uh, John Hendricks and I went through and picked this. You were away on this one. And uh, uh, from a... a David Schmier is uh, who does proof and wood sent us up some samples and this is the one we picked and the name of this one Randall is going to be Rigel Seven. Okay. So um, there's a certain nerd factor that's involved in the naming of this. <laughs> yes, definitely. So John, well, we you probably put your heads together for this one, right? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> so I've been I've been always taking for our rise, as you know, we Randall and I have been. Uh, uh, trying to come up with turns of phrases using I, Rye, yeah. uh, and all different ones. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. Yeah. So um, I just I I just finished the uh, the the end of Picard. I don't know if you had saw that one. Yeah. And it was like it just was in my head. Rigel, Rigel Seven. Of course, yeah. Rigel Seven appear. Oh, Rigel the star appears in a lot of science fiction and and you know as 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 always actually being a real place, um, but. Um, or a star anyways. And so that's what we got the name of it. But what the, the more important thing is I was not ready to pick another rye whiskey. We had a lot of rise coming. We're going to actually try some on uh, today too, but I had a lot of rise coming, but I was like, ah, David sent me the you sample. Have, you have David a lot of rise. Yeah, right? David, so. yeah. David sent me the sample. I, I got the sample. Like I, we got to go through it. And when I tell you it was like splitting hairs, which one was better than the, than the other. It, they were all really good. Uh, he sort of like he he definitely loads the chamber with just good stuff that you you almost can't pick wrong. Right. And they were so good. I just said, I, all right, I'm, I'm, this was the best one. I was like, we're we're going to get this anyways. Did you say uh, make it so <laughs> make it so. <laughs> number two? Make it yeah. so. Um, so this will be coming in. Um, and I also like the tumble and dice lineup that yeah. he, he has. They're all nice MGP. Yeah. He sends to get really good stuff, though. Um, everything that he's sent me, I don't know if he's pre-picking a lot of the stuff when he's sending it to me. I don't care because it's delicious. Um, and it, it, he's kept all this stuff 
uh, relatively uh, affordable. Um, he is going to be coming and doing a Whiskey Wednesday at the end of this month. Go to uh, the events and tastings. I believe it's June 21st. He's going to come in and he's going to actually show us how he actually put one of one of his blends together. Okay. So that's going to be uh, really interesting. You might be interested in coming to this one because you know Dave. Yep. Be in Wisconsin. But okay. Oh, you're not going to be around. Oh, that's too bad. Traveling on the road. But uh, yeah, he does a fantastic job. This tastes delicious. It was uh, one, one of the things I just wanted to talk about real quick that you mentioned earlier. You have a ton of rise coming in as single barrel selections, right? Right. And so um, one of the things that a lot of people. This on is the even outside, better than I remember are like we've been pretty rye crazy the last uh couple months right Right? with special projects and things like that but generally speaking uh the bourbon trend seems to be the hotter type of topic so in my estimation a lot of people that are like kind of following the trends or starting to get into it still riding out a lot of the bourbon wave but what i would think i would be fairly safe to say that People who are in the know and are interested in the flavor are gravitating not only with the bourbons to the higher rye bourbons, but then transitioning over into rye as a category. But for a lot of uh, customers and retailers that are out there, the rye category is a little bit daunting because it's so easy or so pervasive to sell bourbon. Right. They haven't made the transition yet. I've had people tell that they don't even sell rye. They're like, I don't buy rye. Why would you buy rye? I mean, And here's the other part of this, too. But, is, the, but the flavor is so good. It's right. just different from the bourbon. And I think it's part of a bigger flavor. You know, I just don't eat sweet food or salty food. Right. I like to have a little bit of, of everything. And so at some point, you're going to, I think, move towards rye. It is a little bit more of the future of where we're headed. Right. But for those in the know, they're enjoying it right now. Um, but I think that you're going to see a lot more people and retailers getting into it. But yes, I do. No, 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 the, no. The other part of that, you're, I think you're absolutely correct. But the other part of that, too, is now I don't know what the mash bill is on this one. It's MGB has several rye mash bills. You could probably tell me. This but, is probably their high 95.5. 95.5. Um, it's really good. But but to, to be honest with you is you can get some really good rise at more affordable prices. and depending on the mash bill, a lot of them you're talking that are very, they're very close to being bourbons. They're over like 51 to like 60% rye. The almost the entire rest of it, will, so the lot- like 5% is, is, is rye. So we talked about this before. Like there's, there's a less of a, in a lot of cases, there's less of a defining line between bourbon and rye, except the percentages. The flavor profiles are actually a lot closer Right. Uh, until you get into like, you know, 95, five, 95% rye, 5% malted barley. Then it's, you're tasting pretty much, you know, pure rye. You can get the hundred percent rye that is like out of Canada and stuff like that. They use an enzyme to break down the starches for fermentable sugars. Well, malt the rye, which is very malt rye. Yeah. Well, the malt rye, um, uh, John, uh, Hendricks just did a, or he's doing a, uh, a, no, you just did a review on, on the old Pajero, which is 100% malted rye, right. um, which is fantastic, but a totally different animal um, yeah. than what we're tasting right now. So, um, and some of those ryes, one, they tend to show better at a young, the more rye, I think, in the mash bill, tend to show better at a younger age. Okay, so you, yep, not I as much 100%. time, in, not, not, not as much time involved, um, more readily available. Yep. And usually the prices are a little bit more reasonable. So you have all these type of things going for it. And I think you're right. It's like anything. 
you know, even with, and I still like bourbon and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but you do, you, you know, your palate does change if you continue to drink, you know, certain things and you start looking for same thing in scotch, you start looking, you know, PD, PD, heavier flavors and all this stuff. Same thing true to American whiskeys. You start looking at, you know, rise and stuff like that, that are not necessarily as sweet. Yeah. You know, well, there's, there's just a couple observations I want to pull out, out of this and then we're probably going to be moving on to some other topics. But if you look at, um, we only have a show to go. We have plenty of, all, of time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the one thing I want to say about rye is you look at the spiciness of the grains. That's really good. And the least spicy or the least kind of intense flavors is going to be wheat. Then typically it's corn, which has more sweeter profile right. than rye. And then finally malted barley. And so, um, Interestingly enough, it also goes about that direction from cheapest to most expensive. Although right. the corn is cheaper than wheat, uh, the rye is more expensive as a grain to buy by the bushel, and malted barley is the most expensive and desirable of the grains because it can be used for beers, breads, all Correct. sorts of other stuff. And then, and because the way that the barley grows, it doesn't yield as much as, for example, corn. The second thing is that in the production of rye, it is one of the most expensive grains to run because the production process is more difficult mm -hmm. and it tends to gum up the equipment. So they tend to run right. it during the colder months and do it in small amounts. So actually to purchase a rye of the same age to the bourbon for the, for the uh, wholesaler or whoever it's is the, making the, the expense band of is more, it, it's more expensive, but until it begins to get as popular as the right. other ones, but market demands that it not be as expensive. Right. In a lot of cases, but here's the other kicker. And that is, is that people tend to equate age with quality and price. Right. And the beauty of the rye is that at two to three years, it's really kind of reaching a peak of flavor. Mm -hmm. But then you start to cancel it with that wood influence. So if you're right. getting a lot of wood influence from a really, really aged rye, you can get those anomalies that are pretty tasty. But like, for example, I like peated whiskey from Scotland at a younger age. Right, me too. Because the barrel will actually literally cancel out some of that intensity of flavor. And rye are fantastic as both a mixer or alone because they do have a big punch of that that kind of flavor. Right, and this one at seven years old is, I think, is tasting very bad. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But how much time we got, Ted? We just talked about rye for what fifteen minutes? Oh, we're going to okay. go to a break. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Want to get us out of here, Randall? Yes. If you're wondering how we're getting a rise out of this uh, topic, oh. we're going to have to take a break because uh, it's the liquor talking and we're going to have commercials and then follow through on the other side, but continue on Facebook live with our live video feed. Cool. That sounds great. All right. So did first of all, this rise is fantastic. Isn't this really good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could not. Uh, there might could, be some fifty-one forty-nine as it kind of sits. It's just got that. It's really It's got, got a richness to it. That's there's a richness to this. There's a, um, it's a muted spice. It doesn't go to that piney sort of like the spruce tree sort of thing. It's really, I mean, this is really good. John and I were going through these, I, and uh, I got to tell you, Randall, uh, they were all, they were all good. They were all really good. Yeah. This we thought was the best of what the best of the best, but um. We were really happy with these. Um, and like I said, you know, these are under 60, these sell for under $60. So, yeah. you, you know, in this day and age where we get, we're getting a lot of higher end stuff, um, you know, it, it just makes more sense. I was just talking to find stuff. out what the hype is about and find out why people who really have good palates are picking rise 
And because in time, I think as we gravitate, you're going to see those prices go up because oh, the no, factors of to making rye well, listen, are we just, more expensive than bourbon. We just had one from, uh, we just have it from uh, Rare Character that we did, the wandering rye that we did. And people were talking about ours was a six-year-old selling for $100. And I, the first thing I got back on that was like, how dare you like charge $100 for a, 60, a six-year-old rye? I said, well, you haven't tasted it. Wait until you taste this. And it was, you know, it was phenomenal. And um, I got to tell you, this one isn't far behind that one we got in right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as people, we opened one bottle, we sold the entire barrel. I mean, I think the entire barrel was gone in less than a week. Right, because, because once people just, taste, it, it allays speed, the right. fears. But yeah. you don't, Liquid to lips it's, is not, a, it's the best. not a commodity. I mean, people go like, well, if it's this age and it's this right. smash bill, it should be this. It's like this one well, has some pedigree story to it, too. That sort of like put it in its right. sort of its own sort of category, um, which was neat. But again, stories, stories, production, all that stuff is really neat to talk about and geek out about. But if you're but, not enjoying the dram while yeah, you're hearing the story, it's going to disconnect. Right, right. If it's not good, it's not good. I mean, that's, that's just the, the crux story. Can't hide that. We just we, I, I, I also great nose can't hide a not great tasting. Not a great taste or a terrible finish. Um I'm going to let you try some stuff later on after the sh after the show, but we just went through uh, a bunch of, of of whiskey from another company, and I'm not going to mention names because it's not important. But these all sell for like over a hundred dollars, and, and we're trying them and going like, "This is not a hundred dollar whiskey. I can't sell this for a hundred dollars." I mean, it's good. It's 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 okay, but it would been like okay at like like this would kick its butt. Right. Let's put it that way. It'd be okay at like fifty bucks or whatever it was, but it's not going to. It's not going to do it. And I, I went and talked, and they're actually going to go back and blind taste their stuff because they want to make sure that they're getting the best stuff out there. And that's the right answer, right? You know, and the um, right so. answer to people asking questions is, do you believe that we've had a good history of picking quality things? Does Ryan Maloney and John's palate be? If you're saying, Burke, don't, don't think yourself. But if you're that, saying but. that this is this should be a sixty or hundred dollar whiskey. People have to understand that you're taking that into account. I always take like it into it's account. never going to just be a, a yeah. money play per per se. Okay, when we come back. Actually, I want to just hit on that a little bit more. Okay, all right, take us back. Well, I guess we're going back to the commercials. <laughs> okay, we got a couple seconds left. Are we back? Yeah. No, of course not. Oh, now it's ten seconds. Ten seconds. All right. Um. Now I forgot my total train has derailed of yep. what I was going to say. So let's just go back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Uh, we're also simulcasting on uh, Facebook Live, Julio's Liquors Facebook Live. Uh, so you can follow along at home if you want to do that. And uh, you can always catch our shows on wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for It's the Liquor Talking. Cousin Vinny turns this bad boy into a podcast, and he gets it out there, and everybody has fun. And, they, you know, like you said, if you have problems sleeping, we, 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 got, we got that covered. Think Just listen to us. You think he's skimming money from? <laughs> then uh, he gets five percent of the four 
viewers that we have. Yeah, probably yeah. something like that. Hey, listen, before I go any further in the show, and I'm going to I'm going to be remiss if I don't say this right now today, because today is Saturday, June 3rd, the 3rd of June, the 3rd of June from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. It's Julio's Liquors Lager Fest. Yeah. So um, all you lumberjacks out there. <laughs> Not oh. lager fast, oh. lager oh, fast. Oh, it's a different. Yeah, it's a different way of saying it. Um, so I wanted to grab some, uh, I, I grabbed some beer for us from, that's going to be shown today. And I figured we would try some different beers. That go. You know, what I like about this, and, and, uh, Lou Bryson, I, I, Lou Bryson is a friend of mine. He's a, a, a writer of beer and, and, uh, and, and whiskey. And we've, we've, we had this, we have to keep having this discussion about, Beer getting back to beer flavored beer, right? Yeah. And so um, lagers, well, lagers tend to be that way. Uh, John and I talked about this. They're, um, they're bottom fermenting cold. It usually has to be cold, bottom fermenting yeast. There's not a lot of adjuncts allowed no. to put in it, so you're not going to get you know, Christmas tree. Ryan Heiskebolt, which is, oh, you know, boy. water, yeast, and barley is pretty much in, and hops is pretty much it. Um, this one here um, that I'm pouring you today, since we're talking about Lagerfest, I thought, thought I would do Jack's Abbey um, does this one. It's a Mayfest beer, which is a, a fest beer lager. So um, I'm assuming he's going when they when you call something Mayfest is I think it's or my fest. It's it's a, a May festival, which is like halfway to Oktoberfest. So they have like these. Oh, these... I thought it would be more selfish, like my fest. <laughs> my yes, it's just mine. It's every time I drink this, I every, have a yeah. fest. Um, this is five point eight percent by volume, uh, brewed with Pilsner malt, noble hops, and uh, that's it. Um, th this is going to be tasted today. This is one of their one-offs, you know, so it's a limited uh, production run. Right. So this is pretty. This is done, but they're going to be tasting it today. So we just we just got out of May, so I think that we're okay. May fest be with you. <laughs> That's fest. really uh love this so, nose nose on that is great. It almost has a citrus nose to it. I'm yeah, like not, this is it. It's yeah. like it's like this is damn, beer. this is beer, man. There's, There's no, no doubt about question about it. And I'm gonna just tell you, I'm not I'm not really I'm a not big really beer fan, but when I would like be around my grandparents and my when growing up, yeah. you know, you'd have like name brand beers, a lot of which have fallen by the wayside. And black label, just, and, yeah, or uh, like Schmitz or other Jeff ones. Schlitz. Yep. Um, but like my all, brother could never say Schlitz. Yeah, it came out as something else. <laughs> but um, th this is what that reminds me of. I mean, you weren't supposed to be sneaking little drinks or sips of right. it. And generally, my reaction back at the time was like, I'd rather have a soda. Right. Uh, but yeah, this but these is are I like think you know, this is what I've gotten so used to these. Porter stout crazy with you know throw beard a, yeast yeah and they and they beard yeast yeah. and they throw it uh, uh pineapple you know, in there and a chicken and well <laughs> throw like cereal in there like you know fruit loops or there's a cold yeah. cake in there or or cupcakes or whatever it is it's just sort of like a pure beer sort of thing like i i like having so, beer when I, like at a, at a meal like i, I go right. home after work or something like that i like to having like i have like one beer and with it, my meal because i'm thirsty and i want something just uh well that's i think that's and it's a good point like a lot of people will say a lot of the stuff is too watery but this is something that will be your water be your drink that it's is supporting drink, it flavorful. but it also has a rich flavor yeah, that doesn't it. distract like if you have something that's so crazy with the flavor you're not going to be focusing on the flavors of the 
right. meal that you've prepared, the pizza or the, the, and, the and now that we get down to now we're getting whatever. down to summertime, you know, it's like cooking on the grill, it's all this stuff. This is like perfect stuff for that. Yeah. Um, so lagers and John and I tasted the uh all about that liquid, which is a collaboration uh project we did with uh Castle Island Brewery. Yep. And that's gonna be that's gonna be at the at the uh, at the Lager Fest today also. And that's so good. Uh, I I gotta tell you, I just told you I, I drink like one beer with with my meal. I had two. Two Whoa. beers. Yeah, because I was, was I, I just, it was meal. so good. I even posted, I was like, oh, I'm gonna post this after I drink this. I'm gonna post it. And I I go, I forgot to I forgot to post it. I already had an I already had finished it, it was an empty glass. So I posted the empty glass. I'm like, it didn't even last long enough for me to right. like post a picture of it so um and so that's from uh one, one to, to three, three so i brought in my red and black check shirt and an axe but i would have liked no, that would have that, 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 lager fest just beer oriented lager beer today for from one to three one to yeah. three at julia's liquors route nine on westboro inside the westboro shopping center so um that should be a lot of fun today i i, I, I think can't it, wait for I that think it will be i think that i i think that we sometimes get so focused on the kind of crazy specialized stuff yeah that um you forget that there's a lot of products out there that just deliver on a regular basis keep people happy in the summer a beer you know some whiskeys that are just just pounding it out with well, here, value here, well, this is another one what uh i'm gonna always i'm gonna butcher the name but i'm gonna try festa uh wayne stefana westefana Okay. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a German beer. I got a, a Keller beer here from them, which is like the granddaddy of all of these guys. And they're, they're going to be pouring this today. So this is sort of really brings it back to the roots of lagers and stuff like that. Here, try that one. See what you think. They're going to be here today too. John, you want to try some of this? John's here today. Johnny on the spot. Uh, John just did a really that, great. That great is exactly what my childhood memories of a beer taste like. The other one's a little bit richer, yep. but this is more of that. The hops add a way that is somewhat thirst quenching. Well, that is. It's that and bitterness. It's that bitterness, stuff, right. Even in sugary cocktails, right. actually don't. You just want to keep consuming um, because the sugar does not Crisp, quench your clean. Yeah. Like it just dissipates. It has actually a finish, but it just it just dissipates on your mouth just like so pleasantly. It's really good. I like I love stuff like this. Yeah. And and everybody's like, oh, yeah, but they're not like we we sort of forget like we, there's a lot of commercial beers out there that yeah. are mass produced and have like adjuncts still have adjuncts in them like rice and stuff like that but or stories or stories and stuff like that but the, and they and they are lagers they are pilsners they are this but when you go back to like people that know how to make this beer or are making it I don't want to say crafty because I hate the word crafty, but uh, going back to like its roots and make beer the way it was supposed to be made, you can definitely taste the difference. I mean, Randall and I had this thing where we were taking, you know, all these different light beers and comparing them how, how close to water they were. These these are light, but there is no there is no question that they're beers and there's no question that they taste watery. They do not taste watery. Uh, so. No. Another one they're doing it, and we did all about the liquid last week, Randall. And uh, like I said, that was that's that's a really good one, and that's a all about the liquid, which is exactly what we were talking about. All about that liquid is is uh, uh, also a limited run that we did with Castle Line, and that's going to be tasted today too. There's like forty beers. I think there's like eleven tables or something like that. Ten, eleven tables. Each of them will have so many beers on it, but there's like forty or something different beers. It's a smaller festival, but it's concentrated just on lagers. 
So yeah. the quality that we got of people coming to do this is is insane. You know, you, you got Jack's Abbey, you got Castle Island, you, you got, you know, what's the find? I'll never pronounce that right, but I'll try. <laughs> but it's good. So well, find that. some stuff that you like that's uh, available, that's affordable, yeah. that's special one-offs. But I think we got uh, grilling season, outdoor barbecues, picnics, beach runs, just being out in nature and doing stuff and outdoors, especially after a couple of years of just being like penned up Locked with up the COVID and, yeah, stuff. With COVID. I think that we're ready to see like a big summer, like a big, like everybody's love. Oh, summer yeah. And I think summer so. I th- is if, back if, to summer. If, if Memorial day was any, I mean, the streets were bare. I mean, people had gone away. They had gone to do something. I think you're going to see, like, I think you are going to see people going back. Speaking of which. Did you call I, animal control? No, no, there the was no bears. Are, I oh, get it. I okay. knew you were going with that. Listen, I'm a dad. I know these things. So anyways. You can smell horrible. <laughs> I can tell a smell horrible away. by the way. <laughs> Uh, Steve, I have a good friend, Steve Euless at Firefly said, oh, come yeah. up with this thing called flavor Q. Yeah. Have you seen this thing? I have. Right. So I got one and I tried it out this past weekend. You put this in your grill. Yeah. And it's when for a gas grilling. grill. It's a gas. It's used for a gas grill. And you put like this grate on it. Yeah. And then you put chips of wood yeah. as I understand it. Yep. And the wood superheats and either aromatically smokes or adds to the flavor. That's flavor. So, uh, yeah, I haven't tried it, but well, I, I did. I did. I did it with I, and I was sort of like I was sort of like I had some hamburgers I wanted to cook. So yeah. I started out. So here's his sort of thing. You do have to let it cook. Um, you do have to let it heat up longer. So the, the, the charcoal really right. gets going. And then the hamburgers, I could definitely taste it. But I think with like a steak or, or, or chops or anything that you would cook longer. I think yeah. that would make a bigger difference, but there definitely was a difference and it was really cool. And there was no real cleanup because as these go, you just put more on and they start turning to, to ash and they fall through your grate and they go into your little collection thing down there. And so uh, flavor cue, uh, I, I, I'm going to be using this all summer. I know I already know. I'm already figuring out. I got to get another one to do the other side of the grill because I want it the whole grill, not just half of it. Well, I'm going to probably be up in your grill with some vegetables. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll have Randall, to see Randall say he's going. Today, vegan. I've decided to he's become gonna vegan. He's going to go vegan. That's so funny. That's the best joke you've had all day. All right. Get us out of here. I think. Uh, all right. Can... What is happening? Well, oh, we, only, we, we have still have a minute. minute. Oh, we so still we're still going to go. You thought you could go. I thought I could, I thought I could say my. I thought I could put one to you yeah. and then get out of it really. Yeah really fast best laid but plans of mice and men i think that one of the things i want to speak about just the that yeah. i'm seeing as a theme for the show a well-made hamburger with care you know the, the ingredients aren't crazy everybody oh, knows no. how to do it a well-made be- made beer yeah a good solid whiskey right all these things aren't fanciful or super expensive but to do it well i think that that's my goal this summer get back to the basics but just kill you, it you're gonna do it as a vegan flavors. yes <laughs> I will use no. I don't know. I'm just saying that, that like I like quality, but yeah, I know, got, I know. So we're chasing stuff that's expensive and hard to find, and there's so much good stuff right, right in front there, of us. Right there. All right, yeah. now get us out of here. Whew. Now that you got the last word, go. Well, if you're as tired as me with this show, it's called it's the liquor talk, <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break. Although we are going to continue with some video on Facebook Live and Facebook be back Live. after these messages. Absolutely. All right, we're out, but we're still on. And look, just in the uh, nick yeah. of time, it's Kenny. Kenny Sadowski, come on up. We're yeah. we're in we're in between we're in break, so we're just on uh we're we're on Facebook Live. Good to right see now. you, Kenny. 
you're just in sign for the question of the show. Yeah. Welcome right, let me back. bring Ken's uh, mic up there. All right. Or I don't know if that's a good. Th- I don't know if that's a good thing or not. How are you doing, sir? Nice to see you. No, so Kenny's Kenny. You, you know, you're going to be coming back and forth from Florida. Are you back? Well, the end of hurricane season. All right, <laughs> Kenny's here till the end of hurricane season. That's the good. Miami like Hurricane. The team or the? <laughs> Can you hear him? Okay, uh, Ted. Testing seven four three two one. A little closer. That's. Get closer to the mic. Yeah, here right, he is. there's a Randall and a Ryan. I don't see a mic. Yeah, it's right. Uh, in front of oh my God! I don't know if I can take all of you <laughs> at once. <laughs> let's 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 bring him in properly. There we go. Kenny Sadowski is here. The beverage Welcome whisperer back. himself. I got to turn the sound effect up. Okay, I have a little bit of whiskey but then it's not whispering. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you're just in time for the question of the show. Great. All right. So uh, we we tried several different ways to get Randall to just to answer the question. So I'm going to try. This is the most direct question I could find. Okay. Okay. So the larceny question of the show today is, when do you drink a chaser? Now, we're not going to answer this now. We're going to answer this when we come back on the radio. But when do you drink a chaser is the question. Okay. Is it multiple choice or is nope. it just a straightforward nope. question? You can just answer any way you want. That's my that's my say. Hey, Ken, you want some rye whiskey? Sure. Why would I? Yeah, give me a cup. Is it the drink of the show? It is. Well, then why not start not there? All right. So we got a minute before we get back. We're going to we're going to repeat that question. And then uh, you get you got to try that because we got a lot of stuff to get through, Kenny. You're like way behind now. Yeah, and you've got to get Uh-oh. acclimated quickly. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Initiation by fire. That's right. Well, it's good to have you back. Fire. I'm glad you're back. I know you've been traveling a lot too. That's a uh, that's the Mayfest beer from Jack's Abbey I just put in front of you. It's but like it's, it's June now. Just go with it, will you? <laughs> just barely. It's getting as bad as getting as bad as he is. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we got the well. We were talking about the Lager Fest today. We got a uh, beer oh, festival awesome. today. At uh, at one one to three today, the Lager Fest going on. Well, so. that's better than watching the Red Slobs. I mean, uh, the Red Sox. Oh, don't days. don't be swearing here. Um, I'm going though. Yeah, you're going. It's my first day back. All right, here we go. We're going to come back in, and uh, well, we'll we'll do the question of the show first, yeah. and then we'll get right back to drinking. All right, all right. I think he's bringing his. There he goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's the Liquor Talking right here on AM 830. Uh, follow us on Facebook Live or uh, after the show's over or anytime you want. Go to wherever you get your podcast and look for It's the Liquor Talking, and you can listen to us again. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to, but, you know, you never know. And joining us back from a long hiatus is Cabana Boy himself, <laughs> Kenny Sadowski, the Beverage Whisperer. All right. All right. I think that was high enough. Yeah, welcome. Well, welcome Thank back, you. Kenny. It's good to be back. Yeah. All right, you're just in time, Kenny, for the larceny question of the show, which is, when do you drink a chaser? When do you drink a chaser? Anybody's free to answer on Facebook Live if they like. Am I going to go? Uh, we'll let Randall go first. When do you drink a chaser? B. <laughs> After A. After A. B. B. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave that as your answer now. Excuse I'm going to leave that as your answer. All right, Kenny, what do you, th- what, what say you? 
Well, I, I'm not going to say that I had to leave Miami because I was getting chasered out of Miami. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I would say as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Hey, um, John, do you want to answer this properly? Only when getting to the point. Right. Well, a chase. You know, here I go. Follows I like, or chases after right. the original drink, which is typically a beer. Uh, which one, the beer or the chaser? The chaser, the chaser the beer. follows the beer, so oh, it's the second no. one. No, I no, it's the, the other way around. Yeah, the beer follows the it yeah, is the, beer the, chaser. Is the chaser. Beer is the chaser. Right. So the whatever it is, you have like is whiskey. The, is the chaser is B. It's not A, it, it, right? Yes. It's not yeah, the you are correct. Right. Yes. So correct. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So I, I'll give you yes. I'll give you the answer, but, but I'll yeah. tell you right. But for immediately after a straight shot of liquor. Okay. So you'd have a shot of whiskey, let's say, a. and then you would A, <laughs> and then you would chase it with B, B yeah. beer. Right? So you wouldn't have a chaser for beer. Correct. No. You wouldn't drink a beer and then be like. The beer is the chaser. I'll okay. give you the thing. All you right. drink a chaser immediately after a straight shot of liquor to create a different taste. For example, in North America, a boilermaker is a glass of beer and a shot of whiskey. The beer can be served as a chaser or it can be mixed with the whiskey. That's wrong. You, you so if you do it, a that's, that's what's like, called a depth charge and you drop the shot inside. Politically correct. Yeah. Well, if you take that and you drop it in that, that now becomes something else. That's not a chaser anymore. Right. A chaser a is something well, that's a mixed drink. It makes sense that it follows whatever right, that core right. drink is, but. Yeah, but I don't like they 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 sort Let's of shot themselves in the foot. Do I get so, partial credit for as soon as possible? Yeah, they, yeah I'll give you. Let's partial. say you have yeah. beer. Everybody partial credit for everybody. Chaser. Yeah, beer getting to the point with John. Seltzer chaser. Seltzer chaser. Oh my god, I just you know what? I I, I I give up. I give up, John. I just give up. I still stand I by my answer. B. Yeah, you are right on B, but you you kept saying that you were having the beer was the well because I don't understand what A was. Oh, okay. <laughs> the shot of uh, usually whiskey, right? And then you chase it with a with a beer. Okay. So it's supposed to take this. I guess it's supposed to take the sting out of the shot of whiskey or the alcohol burn after the shot of whiskey. You sort of putting out the it's like putting out the fire, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you're drinking good whiskey. Even if you take a shot of it, it should not be uh, one of those things where you're, you know, trying to rinse it out, trying to rinse it out and get yes, it out. Of but it. I remember like having Jägermeister shots and a beer chaser. Oh, or, a right. I think that's, that's the problem. That's, that's and more, the yeah. chaser is like mitigating whatever. Yeah, mitigating what you just took. Right. 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 So yeah. you'd have fireball and a chaser. No, Gorgeflager and uh, no. Goldslager and a chaser. Rumplemints. Right. Rumpelmans, night Rumpelmans, uh, Jägermeister, those were the two poisons for me. Yeah. Shot of tequila, but then you do salt and lime is like yeah, but now tequila is so good you don't. I know, I know you don't. Like you're right because we're we're now in the point of uh, we're going to get into that because drinking better, drinking less. Yeah, you go. There's nothing wrong with that. And the quality of the production is something that people are seeing. Whereas you know, John mentioned getting to the point or like spring break or you know deep regrets you were just getting alcohol for, <laughs> for the alcohol, alcohol. sake yeah. speaking of alcohol there's a lot right in front of me okay so it's open all right well there, there is there is um a good friend of ours uh uh harold joyce was up and he actually saw randall and myself separately yeah um he works uh for 44 north and they do a one of their their like famous things is they do huckleberry lemonade and now you can get it in a pre-mixed version of it at 1.75 and so 
Um, the 44 North is a vodka brand that also has huckleberry flavor. And uh, I believe there's a cherry flavor, and there's just like kind of a, they had a couple different ones. Forty-four degrees. I see a degree. Yes, size. yes. Because they're in Idaho, and I believe that's the forty-four. Hey ho, degree. we're from Idaho. And, and so, um, is this a potato distilled? Yes, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And so this is forty-four North Huckleberry Lemonade vodka, vodka cocktail. The stuff is Gift open Randall. now. Well, so Randall doesn't get the first one. I all right. Do. All right. Well, yeah. however you want to pass it on, Ken. I'm not going to tell you you're 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 yeah, bad. No, I, I got to make up for seven months of not being here. <laughs> and Johnny, there you go. I'm a big fan of Harold. I think he's moved out there to Idaho. I think he's still is he? No, I think no, he's no, still no, here. I think I think he's still here. I've I think never he's still been in New York. To Boise, and I would like to go. I know that members right, of well, his family are obsessed with fossils. And, and that's so the, I out there this erroneously plant, right? gave them a watch because I thought that's what he was talking about. But like it turns out dinosaur bones. Ah, uh, yes. Which I would have went to first, but you would went to the you and Kenny probably both would have went to the watch. 90s watch style. All right. So this is 44 North. Uh that's really smooth. Yep. What's the ABV? This it's is like quaffable. It's gotta be it's gotta be, be on there. That's dangerous. 12. That's what that is. Looks like 12. 12 percent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this you is how dangerous that. There's no alcohol, alcohol on this. Right. Well, I mean, if you've ever had their vodka, their vodka is, you know, they're, they're one of the few that go for odorless, colorless, tasteless. Yeah. I mean, so um, they don't want it. And when they do have a flavor in it, like the huckleberry or whatever, it's, you taste it. it's good, though. It's yeah, not smooth. like an artificial. Yeah, it's smooth. Smooth so. and good. Well, that's good. Yep. That's fun. I think there's like 30 bucks for a half gallon or something like that. Is that so, that big jar? Yeah. Yeah, one point seven five. They call it a handle, except in this case, there's no handle on that. <laughs> That's the top of the bottle um, is the handle. So I want to I want to thank Harold for dropping by and uh, and and giving us a sample of it so we could uh, we could taste it. So well, this is like Again, this is high quality back to basics lemonade yeah. and uh, a flavored vodka that's nice and it's just drinkable and, and drinkable. tastes great. There you go. You're all set, ready for the summer. Smooth summer sailing. All right. One of the things um, when, we, when I was looking at the show today and we started talking about like about all the other stuff and we sort of like what Randall's talking about is going back to basics and sort of, you know, getting off the hard beaten trail of like, you know, scotch and bourbon and stuff like that. We were talking about ride today, which is still sort of on that. And one of the things that we were talking about this week, we were talking about like American whiskey, just American whiskey, not anything else but in, which is its own category really you can you can sort of explain what to people what america it's whiskey uh is. whiskey from america there you go i um, i got mickner's well so, blended american whiskey which okay is, so american whiskey as a category is defined very closely by the ttb or the tax associations because it's tied closely to post-prohibition laws around things so most people associate bourbon with american whiskey but it could be a number of categories including rye whiskey that would require a virgin charred cask. So you can get a rye from Canada, but an American rye whiskey wouldn't necessarily have an American uh, virgin charred cask. The cask doesn't have to be from America, but that's the law from America. So um, basically, when you're looking at something like an American whiskey, they're talking about either blending or taking stuff a little bit outside of the bourbon or straight rye category um, or a straight wheat whiskey. And so this is going to be a product of the United States and meet the requirements of the laws for whiskey as a category. Right. Uh, in order to be able to put the American on there, it has to meet those category requirements. 
So the mash bill and stuff can be even the same as bourbon or rye. What doesn't really matter. But the thing is, one of the things that usually dif differentiates it is that it can, it doesn't have to be put in a virgin uh, a virgin oak barrel. Correct. The the the, the Mickner's uh, one, the unblended American whiskey, is done in small batches, but it's also the barrel they put it basically is used bourbon barrels. So that's the difference. So you're not going to get a lot of the. Um, whether you would get in bourbon or even even rye that use um, uh, virgin charred oak barrels, you're not going to get a lot of that. The vanillins and all of that stuff aren't, aren't going to really permeate you, this. I always feel that like American whiskey sort of is more um, distillate driven because it's going to get some influence from the barrel, but it's not necessarily going to be in, influenced completely by the barrel. Correct. And you can also distill to a different proof, proof than proof bourbon. Strength, right. um, an entry, an entry, strength, entry into so, the barrel right. is at a different proof strength also. So what American whiskey allows the distiller to do is actually get more creative and take things away from a very highly regimented bourbon program and offer things. But I think a lot of people are very, um, this was also available in types of corn whiskey designations. Right. Yep. But a lot of people feel that corn whiskey, it tends to be closer to moonshine, which is not true. And so there's a little bit of a uh, aversion to putting corn whiskey on it. Right. If this is a product of American whiskey and they don't have to uh, list the mash bill, uh, I can't tell exactly what is in here. But it might not technically be a corn whiskey or it could be a corn whiskey that they're choosing to do as American whiskey. Well, that, that's true. Right. So you have uh, this one is 83.4 uh, proof. Right. Um, this is Michter's uh, small batch US one unblended American whiskey. So I want you guys to try and see what you think of this. Yeah, because I, I, I like this one, but I haven't had it in a little bit. And I was sort of looking at him like, man, we really need to expand that people need to try that. Okay, so, you know, what's really good about this is this just reminds me a lot of those core bourbons that people have like kind of poo pooed because the Evan Williams, the Jim Beam white label. Mm -hmm. have just become like too common but are right. affordable delicious flavor right? really is right there we're going to take a break right yeah, now for commercial but we'll be more uh back on this mixers when we come back okay. and continue on the commercial break all right hi-ho guys so yeah <laughs> you're uh, listening to it's the liquor talking here on wcrn am 8 30 on your dial and we'll be back after these commercial messages i'm just drinking whiskey but like um, on the, on the. Uh, now you can talk about it. What do you want? On well, just talking about like Tennessee, Jack Daniels technically checks all the boxes of being bourbon, but they don't want to be called a bourbon. No, they don't. Right? They don't because the Lincoln County process, where they filter it through charcoal filtering, is actually a subtractive process for flavor, so they have adulterated. By adding or moving, you're not allowed to do that with a bourbon. This is like a huge, huge like debate. Yeah. Just so you so, know, in the, in the community. So, so in order to avoid that, well, they hang just on, went hang on. sorry to interrupt, but if not for that, like they're still using virgin oak barrels, they're still yeah, using yeah, majority yeah, of yeah. corn, they're still using all the other criteria. So you're saying that one ad running it through a filter. Got it. Okay. And they also they're do saying some... that though. I got to tell you, they're saying that it does, and it changes it. And then that's why they want to call Tennessee whiskey. Right. But in the American all truth, Whiskey Association does have a problem with it. But the problem, the, BA, the, uh, the BATF designates it as a bourbon. 
they it's yes, taxed. It's it, it all goes back to taxing. Right. It's taxed as if it was a bourbon. But I would have to know more about what their barrel and proof strength is, which may be slightly off. So they have always chose to distinguish themselves from mm -hmm. bourbons by saying Tennessee whiskey and it does other great whiskeys yeah. like George Dickel. Yeah. But the fact that they use, for example, a wool blanket at Dickel, right. which the lanolins will either add flavor or pull stuff and charcoal filtration and it's of being sugar run through maple, that. Right. which is a non-designated wood that you would be adding flavor to. Right. No, I agree stays. with you. I'm just saying. But it's this just is... it's just I think that this is where it starts to get interesting. Everybody is so afraid of not saying bourbon right. that they're losing out on a ton of flavors. And American single malts, which I kind of don't like the fact that they're glomming onto a Scottish term, single malt, I mean, right. a single distillery, 100% malted barley, want to break away from the American tradition in some sense so that they don't have to use those virgin charred casks. Expensive, and they have a profound effect on how a lot of those whiskeys tend to taste closer because they're all using virgin charred and also and you, aging. You use used barrels and the aging of and the aging process too so but, i i think that as you look at these whiskeys something delicious like this you have to open your mind a little bit and go like it isn't if somebody's making a whiskey and it's high quality they're not just trying to water down or get away with not doing a bourbon right bourbon is limiting and it's great for what it does but there are other categories that are kind of constrained by the overwhelming success of bourbon including the Tennessee whiskeys. I mean, they've been held back. So a lot of people have found Jack Daniels, for instance, through not necessarily bourbon channels. But if you, you, I, in my opinion, you, it, the best way to understand bourbon and whiskeys as liquids is on that continuum. So this serves this place, this is here, the single malts are here, wherever it is. Instead of bourbon is the only thing that should come out of the United States. Right. No, I agree with you. And, and this is great. Johnny, I think, what is this? What's the price on this? $49.99? All day long on this. Sippable, delicious. Yeah. Just, you could use this a variety of different ways. You can drink it straight. This is a good summertime. Uh, it's great summertime whiskey. Mickner's, uh, which is known for, like, a lot of their higher-end stuff. Yeah. You're missing the boat if you don't grab something like this um uh you know and just try it uh unblended american whiskey this i like the fact that they put unblended on which now people are going to be like oh, yeah that's like, well that you don't have because to worry about batching that. and blending right. also people think is watering down right. which is not correct so um uh we'll have this open at the store at julio's uh for you to taste um so feel free to come by and taste it um and see what we're talking about johnny can take that back up and we'll take that at the end of the show and we'll have it upstairs well you guys didn't ask me what I think. What do you think? I agree you with ten Randall. Seconds. You get 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know. There we go. I'm coming back. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And, um, or follow us on Facebook, Julio's Liquor's Facebook page, or go to um, uh, wherever you get your podcasts and look for It's the Liquor Talking. You can get it there, too. All right. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you boys a, ch a choice. All right. Do you want to get a lot of stuff that I cleaned out the refrigerator upstairs today? 
So we get a lot of stuff that we can go through and try, or we can drink more whiskey. Yes. Both. Do it. All right. Both. All right. Um, let's do let's do this because this is You're not gonna ease into this. Sorry, Ken. No. Just go. This is um so for those who know, and we actually tried uh, uh, the, f- the first one in, which was Jackie 2. Jackie 2, the Hirsch that we did, which is a single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's like double barreled, okay? So what we, what we did on these is they were, they're 92% eight-year-old, seven-month, and the mash bill is 72 corn, 13 rye, and 15% malted barley. And combined it with 8% of a three-year, seven-month uh, bourbon, which was 74% corn, 18% rye, and 8% malted barley. And put them back in a barrel and then put them in a rickhouse, back in the Kentucky rickhouse, for seven months. And we chose that we were able to even choose the, um, the floor we wanted to put them on. So Jackie 2, which is now gone, that we brought in. They came in out of order, sorry, but that's what happened. That's out what of happens. sequence. Out yeah. of sequence. Um, that one we did, uh, and you can try that one. I have that one here, Kenny. That one we did, and we put that one on the first floor because when we tried the barrel, we said, I really don't want this to change a lot. And we did this with, with uh, Bill Thomas from uh, Jack Rose uh, uh, Saloon, uh, Dining Saloon in Washington. It's probably one of the best whiskey bars in the country, maybe yeah. the world. Um, and we said, oh, listen, we don't want this one to change that much. Let's put it on the first floor, which is what we did. This one, uh, number one, Jackie one, we put on the fifth floor. So we chose that barrel, was put, it was rebarreled, it was put in there, and we put it on the fifth floor. Kenny, if you want, here, you All can right. try. So you can try, you can try. two yeah, you can was try on one, one, but released first. Yes. <laughs> and the second release was on five, but was numbered number Yeah, you really wanted to just screw everything up, which you just did. Well, no, but this is what you're. I'm trying it's confusing, to, right? It is. Confusing. It is confusing because all you, tell need you why to know was, is there's two separate products yes. we're about to taste right now, and I want to see if there's a difference between. Them. Okay, well, here's. I'm giving you Jackie One, which is on its way, not here now, yet. Right it's off Jackie the one bat, for you. both the barrels are different barrels, so Correct. they cannot taste identical. They will not taste identical, but and we. How we, much we, different do they taste? And we made it so they wouldn't taste different. John, if you want to take. Uh, you, and this one, by the way, I need a two for Randall is one twenty seven point nine. Jackie one is one twenty seven point nine. There you go, John. You got that? Right, there you go. So higher proof string. All right. You want to see you want to give me one twenty seven point seven seven. OK, I'm going to do two. Yeah. Give you one for one. Did you give Randall one already? I have. No, no. Oh, you have one. That's that's, that's two. two. Oh, boy. That's two for you. Two. This is like. It's like trying to keep everything straight on a on a Two. thinking ship. All right. I got that. They are Did you need different. another clap for yourself? Or you got one and no, two? No, I got one and two. Okay, great. All right. So you can try one is the one we don't have yet. And two is the one we've already gone through. Okay. So try them both. See what you think. So I've been drinking two, so I already know what that tastes, but I'll retry it. I'm loving two. I understand why it is gone. Yeah. This has got like really great caramels. It's it's a deep flavor. Um, the one t- doesn't really taste like one twenty seven, um, you know, proof, and it's got a, a, one of these really long and lingering finishes. Um, now try one. See what you think of that. I tried one first, and we're now again on this one. Now, like so, this was first fifth floor, and now we're below street level. 
as we sample these meats. <laughs> so now did you try one did you try jackie one now yeah I what do you think that's delicious too it's but this has a more of that wood more spice of that yeah it's yeah got wood spice little, little little bit more of a zing to it yep um and it tastes a little bit hotter but i don't know if the proof strength no it's, it's, it's only 127 well, 7 127 no, the, 9 yeah i mean yeah, they're I almost tell, identical yeah i can tell the difference could you <laughs> no i can't come on but but again, I a little bit more well wood spice, but it does have a richness still to it, yes. and it's not overtaken by wood spice. Which is when we tasted the barrel, we felt that um, when we tasted the barrel, and we felt that okay, I, for the next seven months, I want this to change a little bit, not a lot. That's why we didn't put it on the top floor; we put it on the fifth floor. I want to change a little bit and get a. It needed a little bit more wood spice, which we got out of this. So the higher up you go in a traditional rickhouse, the more temperature variation mm -hmm. you have. A corrugated rickhouse is very much like a convection oven, and so it draws in the cool air at the floor as the panels heat up, and it's just a skin around this uh, wooden frame. The heat blasts out the top, and so you can see a difference in temperature of sometimes 30, 40 degrees from, from the to ground bottom, floor right. to the very top floor, and you're putting it in the middle, hoping to get some... Yeah, a little influence. bit off the middle, just a little bit higher than the middle, but it was like you're, seven you're, floor, but, but not you're up there. not uh, on the relatively most stable floor which would be the first floor in terms of temperature right the first floor we did that the, the 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 number two was on the first floor and the number one was on the fifth floor right but it shows it shows you can understand drinking them you can understand that we did put you know by the flavor components that show up i think you understand that one was on a higher higher uh level of the rickhouse but so this was sort of a I, I don't like the fact we, we're get, we're going to get into an argument. I'm going to get into the argument with Hirsch. I don't like the fact that they use the word single barrel because even though there is no strict definition what a single barrel is, um, I would have said this is a double barrel project or something like that because basically the two mash bills were mixed together and put into a barrel. And so they came from separate barrels and you put them into one barrel, then aged it for seven months. I would think that Hirsch wants you to explain the story. Do you think so? But they're going to have to get it through uh, COLA and they labeling re regulations and single barrel would be the way that almost everybody would understand this. Right. But the, but the story behind it is really kind of why you did something unique and different. And that's how, unfortunately, you're probably going to have to do the heavy lifting on that. Because Absolutely. if you try to put that on the labels. Right. They're, and we Scotland saw a lot of this issue when they were trying to figure out vatted versus pure malt versus yeah, still like that came better. up with blended malt, which in the end, I believe, is more cons confusing Using to the consumer than, than batted. to try and solve yeah. the problem about how you list it. So it was that is a single barrel worth of products from the first floor and another single barrel worth of product from the fifth floor. And then that's, I think, the best that they can do with the regulations they have. This Although, is. Uh, uh, Although you you know you'll do a great job explaining it. And we so. sold out of the first. We sold out of Jackie two already. Right. So I mean, it's it you know it's not that we again when you taste something, it's not that hard that you have to explain too much. It tastes great, right. easy to sell. Right. Um, the cool part about this is there were only about um, there was probably less than a dozen of these for the country. These projects. These projects. Yeah. And um, to be done, I was with a group of people, and and of course. Bill Thomas was there and, yeah. and we, you know, we just started talking like we usually do and say, Hey, I'd like to do this. So what we basically did is we each get half of 
of both barrels. He gets a half of, of my barrel. I get a half of his barrel. There is there really is no difference because we picked them the same. There is no mine and yours. So it's technically so, a half barrel. A half barrel. That shouldn't be a single barrel. Well, yes. But he has the other half. Right. So someday they'll meet, and we don't want that. We don't want that to happen. Right. It could be danger if they meet. Anti-matter so, and matter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got like a, I think he said we got some minutes. So tree or two. Minutes. I don't know. Not Let's so try much. Nantucket red. This is a vodka cranberry. This just came out. They were doing a tasting on this uh, last week. So I grabbed a can for us to try on the air to see what you guys think. Cranberry Cape Codder. I was going to say cranberry and vodka yeah. is a Cape Codder. Cape Codder. Cape Codder. But, right. you know, Nantucket red is like a classic back plant. Or well, a there, there is a, there a is rooster. A, a Rhode Island red is a rooster. One minute. There is a, um, that's a color too. Right. It's the color red, of the right? can and yep. it's the pants. Wow. There you go. Also, uh, well, sometimes the... referring to as breeze. 7%. Red. Here you go. Smells nice. Are you aware that I had the preppy handbook? As no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's what scares also me. Also, we called a Breton red or Breton red. <laughs> Breton red. Get your, get your terminology straight. Well, because 7% ABV? Breaches, yeah. It's good. They're not breaches. We have 30 seconds left, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is delicious. Yeah. And that's going to be gone by the end of the 30 seconds. Yeah. This is when you make a kind of ready-to-drink, easy-to-grab, nice flavor. Works. It's fantastic on all the levels. Works. Pick that up. Nantucket. What is it? Nantucket? Red. Nantucket Red. That's, a, that's really good. All right. We got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. Randall, you want to get us out? The show was called It's the Liquor Talking, <laughs> and now it's devolved into something completely different. But join us next week as we continue with WCRN, our host station, and 8.30 a.m. on your dial. Thank Thanks you for everybody. listening. Thank you. Welcome back, Kenny. Thank you. Good to be back. See you later. Thank you, Ted. All right, we got rid of Ted. Every yeah, single time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll stop recording. Hold on. Thanks, everybody. Everybody have a good week. Uh, don't forget, come down to the Lager Festival today. All right, I'll stop.